Good morning. Welcome to today's edition of A Daily Dose of Torah entitled How to Invest in Prime Real Estate. And here's the secret. Comes from today's Hasidic teaching for the second of El. The Jewish people are called in the book of Malachi Malachi a quote a precious land, a cherished land. For they possess many precious qualities, including love for God, awe of God, and upstanding character traits. But, like treasures buried in the earth, the revelation of these positive qualities depends solely upon the person who evokes them. So, um, in order to fully appreciate a valuable piece, really valuable piece of real estate, which means not only what you can build on it, but what is buried in it, you have to be a bit of a miner, M-I-N-E-R, to extract the precious resources that are embedded in the soil. Today we have this very precious soil called rare earth that has a lot of lithium and various different other uh, natural resources it's very valuable um, but you have to be able to extract it so embedded within each and every soul are treasures but it's all about getting it out of the ground right it's obvious that springs of fresh water exist in all parts of the earth the, different, the difference lies only in how close or far they are from the surface. If so, everything depends on the digger or the miner and his patience and deliberateness. So sometimes the treasures are and the resources are more deeply embedded and more effort needs to be made and invested to extract them, sometimes less so. Which means that every person has inherently good qualities, but sometimes we got to dig a little deeper to find them. Since the will is a superior power within the soul, in other words, the most powerful soul power is willpower. That's why it says nothing stands in the way of someone who's very driven because will is very powerful. It decrees and directs the activity of all the powers. When we are strongly desirous of something, that's going to direct the way we think, the way we feel, what we do. That's going to be the driver. And that compels a person to function and act according to our will. So if we have a strong willpower, that will guide our thought, speech, and action. Thus, one's main task is to arouse the will to act and function both with regard to oneself and to others. So the most important um, soul power to activate is willpower. And if I will it, that I'm going to uh, plumb a little deeply within myself to extract the positive quality traits that we talk about here, which are love, developing and cultivating a love for God and awe of God and uh, to refine my character. Um, it's just a matter of willpower. In other words, what the Rebbe is saying is everyone has these resources. Everyone's got them wired. It's just a matter of working it. And uh, what better time of year to do that than now, the month of Elul, when our eyes turn towards the coming year, when it's a very, very special 
uh, and propitious time energy-wise of preparation, particularly these 40 days from the first of Elul to Yom Kippur, the days in Moses was up on the mountain of Mount Sinai because it's a time of divine favor and when God is most accessible. This is the time when we're able to get a lot of divine assistance if we take our own step forward and do the work to be our better selves. And that is the most prime real estate. It's the real estate within. That's the Hayyim Yoim teaching for today. Speaking of a real estate, in the Torah section of today, which is the third section of Shoftim, the Torah says that the Levite tribe were not given an actual real estate in the land of Israel, that at least that they had to um, manage because they had to be allowed to have the free space to be able to be totally dedicated to the service of God in the temple. And uh, even though the Levites are a particular tribe in the Jewish people, nonetheless, Maimonides Rambam says that there's a little bit of Levite in everyone. And the Rebbe says that the Levite within everyone um, actually um, are the childhood years. Because when we are children and we are in school, we don't we're not burdened by the preoccupations of making a living and all of the, the things and the stresses that go with that which means that the child's mind and heart are open and free of stress and they're open to be able to learn and to grow so it's prime time to be able to inculcate um, ed educationally and the values of um, Judaism in a way that will become foundational for the rest of the person's life and so children should not be burdened at a young age with um, anything but having the free headspace mind space emotional space to be able to learn to grow to absorb and we need to um, be the the gardeners that allow that process to uh, happen that's the uh, Torah section for today. In the Tanya section of today, the Alter Rebbe talks about the fact that the mitzvot, not talking about will, we spoke earlier about will, that's the most powerful soul power. Will is also the most powerful of all divine powers, and God's will is infinite, but it's, but it's packaged in the finite packages of the mitzvot, and that's why all the mitzvot have particular details associated with them like um, the the size and the height and size of a sukkah the height or size of a lulav all, all of the mitzvot have particular measures measurements both in times of time and place and that's because God has distilled or filtered his infinite will into the finite packages of the mitzvot and through us engaging in them we are able to connect to the infinitude of the divine. That's the uh, Tanya for today. And lastly, we have Rambam's mitzvahs talking about <clears throat> all the mitzvahs having particular um, um, sizes, dimensions, um, 
and weights and measures and so on and so forth, in the uh, Rambam today, he discusses the mitzvah of the four kinds that we bring, uh, I'm sorry, that we shake together on Sukkot. Uh, we know the four kinds are the lulav, the palm branch, the etrog, the citron, the myrtle, the hadas, and the willow branch. And uh, the Rambam says that the, very, the, the Torah is very particular about defining what the lulav has to be in terms of it being a palm branch um, and its size and the etrog and also the myrtle Jewish law is very particular about how those things um, where they come from and their size and shape and so on and so forth when it comes to the willow so Torah says uh, uh, that a, a willow that grows by a, uh, a river bank However, the sages understand that to mean that the Torah is just, it's just a marker of what type of, what type of branch we're talking about, but any willow is fine. So when it comes to the willow, the Torah is the least particular about its, um, what type of tree it comes from and where it grows. And so here the Rebbe um, draws a powerful takeaway, so much as we know that each one of the four kinds is representative of different degrees of observance and Torah engagement. The etrog represents someone who's engaged in mitzvah observance and Torah learning. The lulav represents someone who's engaged in Torah study, but not so much in the mitzvot. The myrtle represents someone who's engaged in mitzvah observance, but not so much in Torah study. And the willow represents someone who's not too engaged in either. Says the Rebbe, the Torah is saying, when it comes to the willow, the requirements are less defined to emphasize and to impress upon us that um, even a Jew who's not engaged uh, at all for now in Torah uh, study or mitzvah observance is unequivocally a part of the Jewish people and no less integral and essential to the Jewish people than are the other three kinds and that's why in order to perform the mitzvah of the four kinds, each one of the kinds must be must be present. So even if the willow, which is which is represents the Jew who's not engaged in Torah mitzvah observance, is not connected and part of the mitzvah, the mitzvah cannot be performed, the blessing cannot be made, which means that Jews never written off and never measured by in terms of metrics of how observant or less observant, how many mitzvahs this person does. Um, Judaism does not go, the Torah does not see a person in terms of a metric system of uh, performance, but rather one's essential being is what ultimately defines one's Jewishness. And with that, we hopefully embrace um, a life that is driven by that identity, but the identity of being Jewish is essential to the very DNA of the soul and the individual and thus that person is an integral part of the Jewish people. With that we bid you to make it a great day. Please feel free to share um, today's daily Torah podcast with all your friends on Facebook and wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thank you for joining. We'll see you God willing tomorrow morning. Same time, same place. Make it a great day or those of you are watching in uh, Europe a great afternoon, down under, a great night.